Welcome back to The Truth With Trinity, and I am your host, Trinity, and if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I'd like to send you a warm welcome. Here, I talk about issues that happen within the Black community, hopefully for some resolution or at least some food for thought to go about your daily way. So without further ado, I'd like to jump into this episode's topic, which is the Black woman's resistance to Black masculinity. And when you look at the term resistance, you know, that means to reject, you know, to push away, um, you know, some type of, you know, pushback um, to an object or an idea. And I wanted to first off with making a small disclaimer that this does not apply to every Black woman, woman, that there are some Black women that have great relationships with the men that surround them. They don't have a problem with male authority or masculinity. And there are some great Black men that, um, you know, have never displayed some of the things and attributes that I'm going to talk about um, in this episode. But I'm going to continue um, because this does not even though there are some, you know, great relationships between black men and women that does not describe the multitude of the everyday black man and woman. And when you look at the black woman, she lives in a world starting off with being a black little girl. She lives in a world where she's told to be quiet. She's told to hush up. You know, there are other races of women that, you know, cry about, um, you know, uh, male oppression, but no one's told to be quiet more than the black woman is. Um, the black woman, you know, since slavery, Um, has been told, you know, that her pain, her rape, her abuse is non-existent. She's overreacting. Um, And I think, you know, it's always hurt from the world, but it also hurts even more from the black man um, that has told the black woman to be quiet and silent or that she's overreacting or, oh, here comes another black, um, what's the word, drama queen, black woman, as if this doesn't fit any black man. And I encourage the black man to understand that this is not a male bashing episode. This is an episode to encourage the black man to open his heart, open his mind and conscious level to understand um, the problems that exist between the black woman so that the black woman and black man can have a better relationship and produce healthier children. Um, So I want to start off by saying that this particular topic, um, I will make as short as possible. Um, But we find more women today who refuse to listen to a man, won't trust a man. Um, They find a sense of security posing or dressing like a man, vocalizing her independence of not needing a male in the house or around her period. But why? So why are women doing all these things now? Let's take a trip down memory lane only to find out that the black man and woman's current actions are nothing new underneath the sun. It was said in the Willie Lynch teachings on how to make a slave that the black woman must be dissociated from her natural state of depending on her black man to an independent state, a frozen state, you know, and a frozen state is a state from where you can't move mentally, not even quite physically, but definitely not mentally through abuse, rape, and trauma, okay? It goes on to talk about how the black woman must be beat and raped into submission and how it destroys the black seeds that grow up in fear. So the black male child is growing up in fear because of the rape and the beatings and the lynchings and murderings of both black men and women that surrounded him. Yet, how the black female child was to grow up to endure and be strong for pain and abuse. It also goes on to say how the black woman must see the black man be beaten and killed to destroy the image of the black man. So, 
you know, basically so the black woman will feel helpless. You know, if she's seen the black man being killed and beat, you know, um, you know what, she's going to be helpless herself, which once again leaves black women in this helpless, traumatized and frozen state in retrospect would keep her having slave kids that would be beneficial to future plantation production. And you know, now how we've got the black male image looking bad to the black woman is to see him, you know, use such derogatory lyrics about black women, to see the black man mocking and making fun uh, with wigs and, and things of that nature, you know, that's how the black man now is looking bad in the black woman's eyes, always seeing the black man on TV or always seeing him in a bad negative situation in court, you know, um, being killed or any of that still to this day. And, you know, at one time we could say, hey, you know, the 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 white man was, you know, um, you know, raping and beating black women and things of that nature. But now. What we have is we have black men doing it to, to our black women. So um, it also goes on to say how the black woman must see the black man be beaten. So we've already went over that. But now one may say that this came from a person who lived 200 years ago or so. So Willie Lynch lived over 200 years ago. He's not here now. OK, but the same methods have become like an automatic washer and dryer or an automatic speed motorboat that now instead of the slave holder torturing us, we have become conditioned to torture each other, okay? So like I was saying before, you know, the slave master or the slave holder, you know, was beaten, beating and raping the black woman, telling her to be quiet, you know, it doesn't exist, you deserve it, you wanted it. Now we have our own black men, um, you know, telling us the same thing, you wanted it, you, that you're nothing more than just sex. Um, you know, th these type of things, you know, it's one thing to hear it from the enemy's point of view, but then to hear our own black men um, um, saying it. So now we're conditioning, you know, so at one time, you know, white slaveholders were torturing us, but now we're torturing each other. And why? Why? Because it keeps us killing each other. It keeps us stagnant and stuck, unable to move ahead while others continue to advance. OK, so at one time we could say, hey, they were putting their hands directly on us, which there still are some of them. But, you know, the issues now is like we're doing it to ourselves more than anyone else. And it keeps us in a cycle where we're attacking each other instead of focus, focusing on the issues um, that we need to develop to, to further advance us versus other races always being ahead of us. But let's talk about why the black woman hates the black man's masculinity. And what does black male masculinity symbolize to the average black woman? Okay, number one, black male masculinity represents a man able to live double standards to call and degrade the black woman by calling her horrible names, but never be called bitter for it, okay? So what I mean by that is a lot of times, even when a black woman makes a respectful message or at least tries to come at the black man, asking him to see her point of view for a second, you know, as far as the condition and the way she's being treated, she's called bitter. And, you know, one thing is the human brain and mind has a tendency to yell out when it's being inflicted and in pain. And even though sometimes it hasn't been so nice that the black woman has come out and vocalized her pain, 
um, you know, because of a natural reaction, the black man calls her bitter. She's been mocked. Oh, here's another dramatic black woman. Oh, here she comes again with the same old story. Another black woman, instead of taking the time to really understand where the black woman's coming from and maybe getting together with other black men saying, hey, maybe we need to find a different approach um, to the black woman. Um, they, they would rather sit around, you know, further abusing black women emotionally by telling her that her feelings don't exist and that she's just bitter and crazy for it. Meanwhile, there's that double standard of masculinity where a woman can't speak out, a black woman can't speak out about um, what, what, what the black man's doing, but the black man can sure enough come out and say so much about black women without it hardly being any videos or anything made about him being angry and upset and crazy about it. Also, some male relatives beating on the black female child with no help or protection from the ones that are supposed to be the black woman's protectors. Okay, so the same men that are supposed to be the first line of defense for the particular black woman, she has to worry about her being beat and raped inside of her own house and the upbringing, you know, and it's one thing for so many black men to say, oh, no, that's not me. I'm a protector. I've never did that to my sisters, my um nieces, my cousins or anything like that. But but there's too many black women that have the story that are telling the truth for there just not to be any black men doing it. Um, inside the house, the boy, mother's boyfriends, the, the biological fathers, um, you name it. And the black woman has had to understand as a young girl that she's had to stretch, stretch her shoulders as broad as the black boy or man to feel some sense of protection. And I think it starts with a lot of young black girls um, at a young age versus just being a woman and dealing with the wrong man. This is starting inside of her home um, of the traumatized uh, dynamics of the black uh, family um, and a lot of black families. So the same person that's supposed to be protective of her is actually um, inflicting a lot of the abuse on her. Also, um, Black masculinity has also represented being raped or taken advantage of. And I think in American society, you know, you could find a plethora of articles about, you know, what happens psychologically, mentally and physically when a male is raped or taken advantage of. But, you know, it's swept underneath the rug. Um, especially in a society now that that claims all women just want to be equal and just the hatred um, that's spewed upon black women. And I think that in turn, a lot of hatred is spewed back to black men, but it's not talked about the psychological damage that it does to um, a female child or a woman that um, is raped and her femininity is taken. So we hear a lot about when the masculinity is taken, but we don't hear a lot about when female femininity is taken from a woman who is being forced to do acts that she doesn't want to do and how that makes her be in another mental space when the crime and the violence is uh, taken um, upon her body and just the different places she may go mentally and how it really strips her of trusting and being feminine um, of two men and how masculinity then represents um, being outpowered um, to do something that you don't want to do. So of course, naturally, a lot of black women have grown up to be resistant and defiant and to fight back because then it's like, well, now, you know, I'm grown now instead of being a little girl, I'm grown now, I can fight back you know, versus being that little four or five or six or eight or 12 year old girl who was uh, even weaker than, you know, being a grown woman uh, physically and able to fight off. And this is what it represents to a lot of women that I can fight back now. That's what masculinity, black masculinity has represented to a lot of women. Also, black male masculinity represents the regret of trusting it. So trusting in black masculinity, especially if the black man made promises he failed to follow through with, leaving the black woman feeling 
um, foolish for ever trusting him or, or vulnerable, feeling the need to never trust him again. And I think, you know, um, there's a thing, you know, in the black community, you know, a lot of black males who have been damaged themselves, they play a game with a lot of black women of, let me see if I can get her to trust me so that I can crush her. Okay. So that's going on a lot. And then what's happening is, you know, it's not being talked about that a lot of black women are trying to trust black men, maybe the wrong black men, but there's a lot of wrong black men to trust from if that's the case. You know, just like the black woman needs to change some things about herself. So does the black man needs to change a lot of things about himself so that all the all the men that the black woman is coming across is not just called, quote unquote, the wrong man to deal with. OK, and it's leaving a lot of black women feeling like, hey, in order to be in a relationship with a black man, I've got to keep my guards up. I've got to play just as many games as he plays because I don't want to be left feeling foolish or vulnerable because to show my femininity um, to especially a lot of black men who cannot handle a feminine woman, even though they say they do, leaves her feeling vulnerable and foolish and damaged. So she associates um, being feminine with um, the masculinity of a man as being played or being gullible. Okay. Also, black masculinity symbolizes dominance by excessive force towards black women. And um, I think with a lot of black men fighting with their balance in between, you know, not being a soft man, a pushover versus the balance of, you know, things that can be beneficial to the black woman and the black child in the home. A lot of black men um, call being masculine or, or, getting a woman to submit to them, not in being kind and showing her that, that he can be trusted throughout time, but to quickly force um, his dominance to a black woman. Like, for example, if there's a black woman that's a career woman, he doesn't have a career. Why not go get some skills to where instead of trying to knock her skill level down, go out and get that skill level herself. A lot of black men will do something, for example, like cheat with a lot of women so that she can feel insecure that she's not all that. Um, this is just an example of, you know, um, what black masculinity has represented to some black women, just the dominance um, by excessive force, okay, towards black women. It um, may also represent the slogan of mothers always, daddies maybe, okay, as an excuse to his failure to commit to one family. Because after all, he is a black man and that's just a part of a black man being a man, right? So what I'm saying by this is, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this slogan, mommy's always daddy's maybe. And this is like a, uh, an excuse really that mothers are always going to be there, but you can't expect for a black man to be there. You can't expect for a man to be there. And they're, they're namely talking about black men as um, this is an excuse for black men. Okay. That he cannot commit to just one family. Okay, so this is part of what black masculinity represents for the black woman and why they go around always, you know, expecting um, for the black man to leave um, or may push the black man out um, because um, just automatically autopilot reject because it's just been so ingrained um, in the black woman's head that the black man cannot commit. Um, he cannot stick around. Um, don't expect him to stick around. Um, and they also teach their kids that. And a lot of black women, a lot of black girls, you know, growing up and things of that nature. Um, also, black masculinity represents that in order to hang around a black man, you had to be offering up sex, never giving a chance, never getting a chance to feel comfortable around him or get to know him besides sexual encounters. OK, so this is what black masculinity represents for a lot of 
uh, black women as well, that you can't just hang around a guy, a, 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 home, a heterosexual guy. You know, with homosexual guys, black men, you can hang around them all day and they're not asking for sex. You know, they like men. But I'm talking about the heterosexual black man, you know, the masculinity um, of the black man to black women represents, oh, you know, if you hang around him for just a few minutes, he's going to be wanting sex from you. And it shouldn't be that way. And that's why we have so many children by people that we don't like, we hate, we don't know them, and we never knew them because both black men and women aren't taking the time out to get to know each other for months and years before making a, a, a sound decision to have children by someone so that you can have a solid relationship. And I think with um, black women, you know, I think it's, it, I don't know if I'm speaking just for myself, but I'm sure other black women have, um, you know, witnessed that a lot of black men, it's hard to just be around them to just to hang out, you know, just to have a cup of coffee. Like, even if he does something nice for you, like, I don't know, uh, get, uh, carry your grocery up the steps or something like that, that he's expecting something in return, you know, and that's, that shouldn't represent black masculinity that in order to hang around you and have a good time around you, that I've got to be nervous um, if you're going to try to pressure uh, uh, me for sex. Um, also, um, it symbolizes a man vocalizing about the leadership, yet never showing it and never uh, providing like a leader. So this is what Black masculinity represents to Black women, that Black men want to benefit off of um, saying that they're head and saying that they're leaders and they want all the perks to being a leader, but they don't want to carry out the part, the responsibility and the duty as far as being um, a provider. And, and when you black, and when you back a black man metaphorically into a corner, so you're not actually backing them in a corner, you know, with your questions, you're asking, why is this like this? Why is the black man leaving the home at like this? Why is the black man playing the games that they're playing? They always put it back on we've been conditioned by white men, but you know, I'm asking for the black man, even though some of this is true, when is he going to stand up and let the buck stop right there? If you're the man, if you're the leader, if you're the head, if you're all these things that, um, that God said that the man was supposed to be, when is the buck going to stop as far as you keep handing over the baton to the white man? If you want to be respected as a man, not a boy, and even though some of that stuff is true, when are you going to fight back? And I'm not even saying always fight back physically, but when are you going to stop letting those things be true about, even though I think a lot of black men were conditioned uh, to mistreat black women and stuff like that. But when is the black man going to get a mind of his own to say, hey, even though you want me to disrespect my own woman, I'm not going to be paid to do it and I'm not going to do it. How about that? Also, black masculinity represented a man who sleeps with several women yet expects his woman or main woman to become void of her own emotions and to deny her own reality just so that she can be called submissive. Okay. So I think that's a big one too. You know, with black masculinity, you know, a lot of black men are saying they want a submissive woman, but this includes a woman that's mindless. Um, she, she's unaware. She's, uh, she has to deny her own emotions. Um, she has to act like she doesn't see what she sees. Um, she, you know, um, she has to deny her own reality, um, so that she can be called submissive. And, you know, that's nothing about being submissive um, in the house is to act like you don't see what you see. You know, there's a certain way that you handle things. But, you know, I think, um, you know, black men, a lot of black men feel like they should be able to run around um, and, and just go everywhere and not have any accountability um, whatsoever. And I think a lot of black women have associated black masculinity with black men showing no accountability um, and feeling like that's okay. 
Um, the average black girl lives in a world where white girls are taught that their men fight for them. But in a black girl's world, she quickly learns that the black man won't fight for her, but that he will fight her. Okay. So, you know, we can throw out the argument that there's serial, there's white serial killers and that most white, most serial killers are white, white rapists. Um, you know, the history of the white man raping, um, you know, his illogical behavior. Um, but, you know, um, when you look at the white man, you know, a lot of times, you know, when they're raping other races of women, it, it goes underneath the radar, but they get prosecuted and penalized when they start raping white women, their own women, and their men take it seriously. And I think with the black woman, you know, she just doesn't have that same um, protection, you know, um, instead of, you know, the black man, you know, putting other black men in check. So if the black man doesn't want a, a woman to try to come out her place, we need more black men that are willing to, you know, come down on black men for abusing and raping black women to handle their own men, uh, for the black man to handle his own men, not sit there and clap, not sit there and say, that's what that B gets. We need the black man, you know, for him not, not to just notice the black woman's anger, but to notice the anger inside of himself that he can see black women being abused and hurt, but he doesn't care because of his own hurt and disappointment at black women that he will allow other black men um, to, to hurt black women without trying to say anything about it. And the world that black women live in, that that she not only deals with men that won't fight for her, but the fact that they will fight her. So the same men that are supposed to be protecting her will put their hands on her. Uh, the black woman is a um, in a constant state of protecting her body and self from the black man. So she's always feeling like she has to be rigid and protect her own self and to attack his manhood before he attacks her womanhood. You know, so that's going on a lot. That's why I said we're attacking each other, you know, um, because the black man is unpredictable and non-reliable. This causes the black woman to remain psychologically rigid and unable to bend or um, what's the word? Uh, compromise out of fear of being taken advantage of. Black masculinity represents a man demanding to take the role of navigator, but lack direction himself. And that's what's going on too a lot. Um, in our communities with a lot of black men, you know, they're saying black men won't black women, excuse me, black women won't follow me. She won't do what I say. But before you just want a woman to follow you just for ego sake, you need to make sure that you have a direction that you're going in. And that's why it's so important for our black boys to have the leadership of their father and their fathers know the right way to go. And that's why this thing is generational. And that's why it's going to take time for black people to heal because the black man has to have a purpose. He has to have a driving determination as to where he's going, the education and things of that nature. And he has to have something that he's living for in life, something that's important, a legacy, so that a woman would want to follow his direction, not just for ego purposes. Oh, I got this woman following me to an alley or something like that or a street corner. No, 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 no. You know, it needs to be more for just ego's sake that you want a woman to uh, follow your lead. Um, black masculinity has represented a group of men justifying their acts of abuse and cruelty towards black women. Yet they never discuss ways they can be more effective within their homes and communities. So this is what black masculinity is representing for a lot of black women, that there will be black men on a street corner. Uh, there will be groups of black men. So it's not just one black man isolated, but this could be a few black men around. And would um, there's uh, situations where black women have been, you know, uh, beaten on 
abused and things of that nature. And black men will sit around, like I said, and clap and parade and laugh and snicker and jeer at the black woman being attacked. And so this is what masculinity uh, represents to a lot of black women that not only is um, she helpless when it comes to violence in the world, but she's also helpless around a group of black men. Okay. And we find with black masculinity, they're, they're able, like I said, they're quick to be uh, violent, but they're not quick to discuss ways that they can manage women more effectively. You know, we don't have councils of black men grouping together, figuring out how they can educate themselves, how they can make their communities um, and their families better. Okay. And I wanted to now talk about ways that black men can help black women have a more positive perspective about black masculinity. Right. Okay. Use your masculinity to protect, not to harm her, okay? Use it to protect a woman, not to harm her. Be consistent with your masculinity. You know, don't just be the helper, the provider, the protector one day, and then one day just decide that you don't want to be bothered. You know, if this is the woman that you said that you're going to be with, um, that you want to provide and uh, have a, a family with, be that man. You know, don't, don't, don't get hot and cold. You know, that's one thing that creates, I think, reasonable insecurity in a lot of women is when a man is hot and cold. He's not persistent. Uh, follow through on your word. You know, that's part of being a man, your word. You know, when you say you're going to do something, go ahead and carry it forth. Refuse to uh, befriend men who abuse women and children. Okay. That's a lot too, you know, because, you know, birds of a feather flock together and, you know, um, a guy that will befriend men who abuse women and children, you know, that's, that's a way that, uh, you know, women, and we're talking about black women, you know, can be non-trusting. Like if they see that you'll have, you'll be friends with, you know, predators or sex offenders or men that call women the B word and you're surrounding yourself, you know, and if those men want to be your friend, tell them, encourage them. No, I'm not lame, but I need you to stop talking to disrespecting women. So this needs to be promoted worldwide um, for the black woman. Okay, because we don't need to depend on other races of men to treat us with respect, right? We need to depend on you, the black man. The black man um, needs to come forth with some respect um, for the black woman. And I think in turn that the black woman will show the black man more respect. And I think the black woman for so many decades has shown the black man respect. But the last 30 years, 20 to 30 years, the black woman has gotten fed up with showing the black man the reverence and respect. But he, um, you know, keeps putting the excuse out that the white man is attacking him, which may be true, but that he can't find enough um, self-discipline and uh, integrity to to know how to block that and still treat his woman with respect. Um, show the black woman that you can be her friend without sex. This is a big one. Okay that the heterosexual black man needs to show the black woman that you can value her, have fun with her and, and, and do things with her according period, a period of no sexual contact that you can still be cool, have a conversation, pick up the phone and still show interest in her without sex. This is a good way to help black masculinity. Um, be the guy in the crowd that discourages a man or men from hurting or attacking a woman. Be the voice of reason instead of cheering on the violence, okay? Make sure the black woman isn't left with regret of trusting or being feminine with you by betraying her trust, okay? These are some of the ways that, that can help ease black women into accepting black masculinity. Just show her that masculinity doesn't equal female subjugation, but female protection for her own safety. 
Uh, let me know if you're listening on YouTube. Let me know what you think down in the comment section. Um, if you'd like to hear more content when it becomes available, you can hit the subscribe button. Um, you can also hit the share or like button if you felt what you heard. Um, if you'd like to contribute to the uh, Truth for Trinity or you want to show financial love and support, you can go to the truthfortrinity.com and hit the PayPal button. Um, you can also listen to my podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. And always remember, if you can't tell the truth with anyone else, you can with Trinity. Till next time, take care.